you want to know a little secret? When it comes to social media, I really suck. What I mean to say is that I know what I should be doing and when to do it, but I really haven't found the magic workflow that works for me. And that's what we're talking about today on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Haynes, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode. It is so great to have you here. My guest for this episode is social media strategist, Brittany Miller. And today we will be talking about the do's and the don'ts of social media. Stay with us and you'll get a few tips and takeaways about how you think about your social media strategy and some cool hints about how to create a workflow that works for you. My only ask for you is to share this episode if you know that there's somebody out there who could use this information. Go ahead and share it. Knowledge is power, but only if you share it. As I mentioned in my opening, my biggest challenge as an entrepreneur is getting consistent with my social media strategy. I won't lie, one of my biggest hurdles with social media is getting over the idea of being a perfectionist and, of course, trying to find a workflow that allows me to succeed. Those two things are constantly holding me back from putting out posts and being intentional with what I'm doing. So that brings us to our question of the day. So on a scale of one to five, how well are you doing with your brand's social media? What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? I'd love for you to share your comments and your feedback wherever you're consuming this content. I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. So wherever you're posting this, wherever you're reacting to the question of the day, make sure that you hashtag it experience leadership. I'd love to know your thoughts and for you to be part of this conversation. As I mentioned, I am really super excited to have with me today the creator of the Soulful Content Collective and the CEO and founder of Brittany Miller Biz, Brittany Miller. Brittany is an absolute powerhouse on Instagram and has consulted and spoken all over North America on the topic of effective social media strategies for Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, quickly rising to become a sought-after trainer and speaker on the subject of social media. Her clients have included fashion designers, fitness trainers, an all-female law firm, startups, municipalities, professional speakers, and coaches. The list is getting longer and longer by the day. Brittany, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. I'm really honored and so excited to be here chatting with you today on my favorite subject, social media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's my pleasure to have you here. Before we get into today's topic, could you tell us a little bit about how you serve your clients? Yeah. So I have a boutique social media agency where we help our clients in two capacities. We either help them by doing their social media on their behalf. So social media management is one aspect of our business. 
And the other is actually providing consulting and support or coaching so that individuals or small teams who maybe can't outsource their social media at this time can feel really empowered to utilize their social media and start showing up with intentionality and strategy. It feels to me that now more than ever, social media and managing social media appropriately is so important today. Why is it all of a sudden that it's such front and center now in the way that we do business? I would say because that's the way a lot of people start are consuming content. They are utilizing so many different types of social media apps, or they are following and connecting with businesses. And that's really the platform or one of the platforms where they can really connect with your business online. And Often I even tell my clients, a lot of people, especially younger generation, they go to a company's social media first before they even go to your website. They want to check you out or that's even how they get discovered about your business. And so it really is important to have that social media presence. And I would say that's the biggest reason why it's so, so important. Yeah. So when people first come to you, like they, they look you up, they find out that this is what you do and they go, oh my goodness, Brittany, I have a problem. What problems are they having with social media by the time they come and knock on your door? I would say it's, there's like three common problems. So the first is they just don't know where to get started. They know they need a social media presence, but they just feel really overwhelmed in knowing where to start because there's so many platforms out there, maybe utilizing one of the platforms, the technology is just so something they're not familiar with. So that can create a lot of fear. The second thing is time. They just don't have the time. If you're a business owner, you are there serving your clients. And often what we need to do in our business is the last thing we have time for. And social media does take time. So I would say that's the second big problem that I often see clients have. And then the third one is just feeling like it has to be perfect before I even start showing up on social media. I need to have all my ducks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to have all of this figured out first before I can just start posting and showing up for my audience and my community. And that's not necessarily to just get started. And so those would be the three main things that I often see. There's like that overwhelming anxiety, not knowing where to start. There is the time factor and then the perfectionism. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's interesting because the perfectionism, as the internet evolved, we had this credo that, you know, if it's on the internet, it's there forever. And so the big thing was, if I post this, people will see it forever and I might make a fool of myself and I don't want to make a fool of myself. One of the things that I like to just say is that when it comes to social media, especially if you're using like Facebook or Instagram, some of your first posts, no one ever scrolls back to check out. So if you're just starting out and you have zero to a really small audience, that is the time to just start practicing yeah. and getting comfortable. And the only way you start to feel more confident and comfortable using social media or creating content is practicing and doing it. So like, I'm always like, just now is the best time to start. No, not very many people are going to see your content at the beginning. And that is okay. And often people will not scroll to see what your first post looked like, or you can eventually archive it if you really, really want to. Yeah. 
it's interesting because we have we have that nervous feeling. But is it my imagination or does it feel like for a lot of businesses, a lot of people that social media strategies are more of an afterthought? Like it's not really part of people's marketing plan to any great extent. Yes. I think for a lot of businesses and a lot of people, it is an afterthought or they just are like, if I just post anything online, the people will come or they will see my product and buy it. And again, that's not how it works. Social media is an incredibly competitive platform now on all platforms. And so you have to think about ways on how you're going to stand out, but also how are you going to build that deeper connection with your followers and community so that you become the person that they want to support and they want to buy their products from, or they want to hire you for your services. So often people do see it as an afterthought, or they just don't think that you need to put a lot of effort into social media to get results. But that's 100% not the case. Now, I would say maybe like five to six years ago, you could really post, you know, a simple little post, a photo, a quote, and you could get some really good engagement. But that is not the case anymore. There's a lot more strategy needed. And you'll often see that you know, large organizations and companies have social media teams. So they have like a marketing team and a communication team. And there's now like social media teams because there is just a lot of work involved in it for those big organizations. Now, knowing that maybe we're a small business, we can still be strategic in what we're doing. And when we are a little bit more thoughtful and intentional, we can not only get a better ROI on what we are doing, but it saves us even more time. And it releases that like overwhelm and frustration that can happen when you do post and you feel like you're not getting any results. And it's probably because you're just missing a piece of the puzzle or you just were throwing anything out there hoping it would work. It's interesting because you hinted towards the idea of treating social media like a virtual billboard where you're going to put your products or your services front and center in all your posts. And that's that's really, as you mentioned, it's an ineffective process. Are, are you seeing any other ineffective habits or processes out there that is like you just shake your head and go, that's not what social media is for? I would say, I think there's so many different <laughs> things that I've seen probably. <laughs> I would say one of the biggest, maybe just like, or a couple of big misconceptions is the more followers I have, the more sales I'm going to get. And that's 100% not true. <laughs> right. So I've had clients or people who've reached out to me being like, maybe we should buy followers because that's going to give me more credibility and people will like want to work with me then. Or they think that I can't start selling or talking about my products because I only have 100 followers. And I'm like, no, that like both of those are completely misconceptions about using social media. What you want to do is really have a small, well, not necessarily, it doesn't have to always be small, but getting to build a community where you know your followers and you have like such a strong relationship with them that you could have a thousand people following you and be making multi six figures. And that is the case for a lot of businesses online. I've also seen accounts that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and they're struggling with bringing in revenue and income because they're using, they have the wrong mindset around using social media and how they're building that connection with people. So I would say that's a big misconception. The other one is posting and just disappearing. 
you know, if I post, the people will come. But I say there's two big parts to social media. Part one is creating content so that it, you know, you're getting your brand and your message out there. But the second is how are you building that connection with your community? And when we build a connection with our community, we get to really dive into knowing what are their pain points and struggles or desires. How can I be the business or provide the products that solve that? And then I can curate my messaging to be even more effective so it feels like it's really speaking to my audience. And that also helps to build that like, no trust factor, which when people like us, know us and trust us, they are more likely to then choose us to work with. And I've experienced that myself. And I've seen my clients and community members experience that that themselves with having less than a thousand followers. So those are the big two, I would say, misconceptions that I see in how people use social media or think about using social media. Would you say it's the same thing about the likes, like when people like posts and that sort of thing? Like, I know that I've posted stuff and I used to get really frustrated that people would like it, but they wouldn't comment. And so then it's like, okay, well, where's the engagement aspect of it? When people are just clicking, they just click like, 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 and, but then I don't get any real connection with the audience. Yeah. I think it's when you're using social media for business, I think we forget how people use it personally. So there's a lot of passive watchers and consumers on social media. So they may like your stuff or they just follow and they don't like at all. And it might be because they just don't use social media in that way. And I've had this myself where someone was like, I've been following you for six months and you just felt like I connected with you and I'd like you to help me with my social media. And I look back and I'm like, they've never liked any of my stuff. How did they find me? (laughs) And it was just because the way they used and consumed social media wasn't the way that as a business, I would like them to use it because to me, engagement and, and so I think that's one important aspect of social media is just being like, okay, although I may not be getting the likes or comments that I would be hoping, it could be because that person just consumes it a little bit different than what I would, how I would like them to. And then the other part of that is, okay, if they are just liking, but not commenting, do I not have the right kind of call to action in my caption to guide them to engage with me? So there are a couple of things that we could look at to be like, what's going on? And that's why I like to see social media more as like an investigator, because there's a lot of things that we can control. But there are some things where we have to kind of investigate and experiment and see what works for our audience. How does our audience consume and use content? That way we can get a little bit more clear on how are we delivering and creating content for them in the future. It, it really does feel like it is an exercise of failing forward. hundred percent. You, t- you yes. do something and then you try something and it's like that. Okay, let's try something new. That Okay, let's try something new. Yeah. Yes. And often that's why I say to those people who are so scared to start, I'm like, we have no idea what your audience likes. Like you need to just, we need to start putting a bunch of different styles of content out there because we don't know, does your audience really like video content? Do they prefer reels or carousel posts? Do they really like when you create an educational infographic versus sharing a photo about you and telling a story? And 
if you don't start, you don't know. And so at the beginning, you do want to kind of start by posting a few different things, experimenting, failing forward, looking and using your insights to then provide you with that information so you know how to create content moving forward. So yeah, it's 100% about failing forward. And it's nonstop because social in the world of social media, it is ever-changing and it's never constant. And so you're always going to have to adapt. I even found like as soon as, you know, I got a workflow in place for my own content creation process with my client, reels. And I'm like, okay, new, now we need to figure out how this works and how are we going to have a workflow for our clients or even for ourselves. So it's ever-changing and that's why you have to just be open to non-stopping experimenting. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'd like to rewind just a little bit and talk about where to start when it comes to creating content and answer the age-old question, what platform should I be on? And we'll get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with a new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. Welcome back. I am speaking with the creator of the Soulful Content Collective, social media strategist, Brittany Miller. Brittany, can you tell us a little bit about what the Soulful Content Collective is? Yes, I sure can. (laughs) It is a group coaching program that really helps entrepreneurs feel more confident using social media with more strategy and intention and really develop a workflow so they can be consistent on the power. But it goes so much deeper than that. There's a reason why it's called soulful. We really try to focus on doing things that feel in aligned with how we are as a business owner and showing up with that authenticity and releasing any of that comparison, focusing on the ego aspect of social media, which is the likes. And so we really dive deep into that too. And it is, it honestly is such an incredible program. I've often had people say, I thought I knew how to use social media, but when I signed up, I realized I didn't know what I didn't know. And wow, did I not know a lot of things, especially because you're using social media for business. And it's so different if you're coming from the world of using it for personal use. But yeah, it's an incredible program. I absolutely love it. And our fall cohort starts at the end of September. So I'm so excited to welcome 10 new students into that container. Excellent. So people can go to your website to find out more about that. Yeah, Yeah. yes. They can go to my website, brittanymiller.biz to learn more about that and to apply. I really encourage you to apply because I just like to make sure the person is in the right, they're ready for the container and to be a part of this 12-week experience. And that they also feel aligned with the kind of people that I attract into that really beautiful program. So yeah, check it out. And it's not a passive program though, right? It's not that you're just going to get there, throw them a bunch of stuff. They're actually, people have to be prepared to do the work because from what I understand, it's strategy as well as learning how to leverage social media for your brand. Yes, exactly. And it's a live group coaching program. So we meet twice a week. One of our live calls is the coaching call because 
I've been in programs where I was supposed to passively, you know, watch a video or something. And as business owners, it is so hard to find time in our lives to do that. And so the live coaching calls are great so that people have it in their calendar, show up and learn. And then we meet again where we have office hours where people can either ask questions or intentionally have time in their calendar to apply the work. So it's a really unique program that really keeps people accountable and ensures that no matter where they're at in their business and their social media level, they are taking action. And I always say messy action. I'm like, you're going to be a part of this and we're taking messy action because that is the only way we learn. And it's so, so supportive. It also includes a lot of my time reviewing clients' content. So they will submit their captions or graphics and I give them one-on-one feedback so that they can feel really supported where they are. It's really, it's a really beautiful container. Yeah. And, you know, to our point before, you know, the idea here is that for most people, the biggest fear in social media is getting started. Mm -hmm. It's the fear of making this mistake. And and so this sounds like a perfect opportunity to create those accountabilities, but have a safe way of being able to fail forward. For the general public, do you think that this fear of, of making mistakes is a big driver? Like, is it really holding people back, do you think? Yeah, it 100% is holding people back. And you can't make a mistake on social media because often you can delete it. If you've made a mistake, you can edit the post. You can make changes. It's never set in stone. I think a lot of us fear that impressions are important and our social media is like our first impression. But I think we also forget that it can evolve. Our social platforms can evolve. Our skill set and how we end up creating content and showing up can evolve. Our brand and colors and logos can evolve. And there's a lot of things you don't need to get started on social media, but it often are the little details that hold people back. And I often find it's things like, well, I have to get my branding colors in place. I need to get a website set up. I need to get my logo sorted out before I can start posting. And you don't need any of that. That all of that can come later, 100%. And it's okay if you create a post and it doesn't perform great. Because often we can't control all aspects of social media and who's going to see all of our content. But we can do our best to get that confidence, to feel more confident using social media and consistent on the platform. And through practice, we can do that. And it really is a safe space. And that's when transformations happen. I think when you do feel safe and you feel like it's okay to fail, but also you feel like you can go at your own pace, that is when the big transformations happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you suggest for people who are sitting, you know, just trying to figure out how to get started? What do you think when it comes to creating the content, how should people get started with this? Yeah, honestly, I think the first thing that can be really helpful is to get clear on who your target audience is. Who are the people that I am trying to support and help? And then you want to look at, okay, what are some of the struggles they're having? What are common questions I've received from clients in the past that I can provide an answer to on my social platform? And what are their desires? How do they want to feel? And even just then brainstorming some ideas or answers to those questions can help you get started on knowing which platform you should be on because you want to look at, okay, what platform is my audience on? Are they going to be on LinkedIn because they're mostly business owners and professionals? 
Are they moms who are super busy? So they might be more on like Facebook or Instagram. And then you can also use that information to help you create some of your first posts. And they can be, your first post can be as simple as answering some of those questions. What is it that I do? How can I help you? Are you struggling with X? Here's a quick, easy solution. So you can kind of use those questions to just help you get started before you dive into being even more strategic. But that's going to help you get onto a really good path moving forward with your social media. And, you know, so from what you're telling, what you're saying is it's, it's you know, people are, we talked about the virtual billboard aspect, which is all about it's all about yeah. you and it's not about your audience. And so what you're saying is, is that you start looking at what is it that you solve so that you can bring information forward to serve your customers, essentially, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's a big part of shifting how we show up on social media, too, is instead of thinking about us the whole time, think about your customers. And that can also make it easier for you to show up. It can be like, what does my customer need to hear today? What message can I share with them? Or what story that, that I can I share with them? Like I've been in their shoes before, but you know, I came out the other side and this is how that will make them feel like I, like they're seen by me and that I'm a really trustworthy person or safe person that they can reach out to for support. And so if we can really think about what it is that our customers or followers need, it just makes it so much easier for us to create that content and really show up for them. I will say though, for any of anyone of or any of your listeners who are humble and really, really love supporting and serving others, you have to also remember to talk about how people can work with you though, or what I like to call solely sell and invite them to work with you. Share with um, share with them your services that you do offer, you know, periodically, once a week or two times a month, whatever feels most comfortable for you. But if our clients don't know how they can, how we can work with them or that we are available to take on new clients, they might not reach out then. They'll be there listening, but they might not then reach out. And I've had that happen before firsthand where I was giving a lot of, you know, valuable educational content, solving people's questions and stuff. And then finally I was like, hey, why are people not reaching out to like learn more about my services? And so I did a post where I was like, hey, I have this amount of spots for social media management happening in this month. And then people started reaching out and they were like, oh, I didn't know if you were taking on new clients. And I was like, because I didn't tell anyone I was. So sometimes we need to make sure we do intentionally sell and promote our services because you never know who needs that permission to feel like they can then reach out to you. So again, thinking about your customers. Do they need to feel like they have permission to reach out to me? We like to assume people already know that, but not everyone does. And especially if we make ourselves look like we're really busy because we are, but maybe we're busy in other things in our business or our personal life. And so again, you want to let people know, when can we, when can you work with me? Or these are the services that I offer, or this is a story of someone I've helped in the past. Maybe you'll resonate with that too, because you're in their shoes. So again, putting ourselves in the mindset of what our customer needs. I love that. And, you know, I've heard the 80-20 rule. We hear the 80-20 rule for everything, right? But really for social media, 80% about your customer and only 20% about you seems about right, isn't it? 100%. It totally yeah. is. Yeah. When I was first getting started with social media, especially for my business, I was like, 
you know, all my posts were kind of like, it was incidental. And it was, I would throw stuff up there that, I, you know, and then, and then like to your point, I would post it and then I wouldn't post anything for weeks or months later, <laughs> which just didn't work at all. We do have a, a question from audience. Paul asks, how can I control where I can show up to get my message to my main target audience? Ooh, good question. Yeah, that's a great question, Paul. I would say knowing which platform your audience is on is going to be a really good first step. So if your audience is on LinkedIn, then of course you want to start posting on LinkedIn. And then you can always take it even a bit deeper by... There's so many strategies you can use. You could look at, are there any groups on LinkedIn where my audience is? And can I join those groups and start being an active contributor to the group so that I get seen as the expert or the person who's providing a lot of support and I'm building like that trust and networking virtually in a way? Or are there any other business owners who feel aligned with me but not a direct competitor, but we have similar audience members that maybe we support that I can do a live with. So kind of like what Mark and I are doing, but you can do that on LinkedIn or Instagram or even Facebook, depending on where your audience is. And so those are a couple of ways where you can have the control as to where you are intentionally showing up. But that's now moving more into strategy, which is awesome. So I'm not just posting on LinkedIn because if I just post on LinkedIn, I don't know who's going to see it. I only have so much control over the algorithm. And when I'm just starting out, the algorithm needs to figure out who am I, what kind of content do I share? And that takes time so that they know who to maybe share it with. Hashtags can be a bit of a strategy, but again, we don't have complete control over for hashtags. But those other two strategies that I shared are where you do have direct control as to where am I getting in front of or who am I getting in front of and how am I being really intentional with that time. So hopefully that answered Paul's question, but if he has another one or wants a follow-up one, please feel free to ask. Yeah, thank you. you know, so you mentioned this idea about being strategic. How can people start thinking about the content and what kind of content that they should post? Is there any framework that they should consider when they consider the types of content that they can go ahead and entertain or inform their audience with? Yeah. So I dive into this in my one-on-one -on -one consulting, but also in the Soulful Content Collective. There are three types of content, which I like to call content pillars, but three types of content that I like to make sure I'm rotating through on my feed. The first one is educational content. That is what you want to be seen as the expert in so that when someone like you're the go-to for people in that industry. As an example, I want to be seen as the expert for social media. So when I'm on Instagram, I'm really showing myself as the expert on Instagram. On LinkedIn, I might be, you know, showing the expert as LinkedIn, but that would be making sure that I'm providing educational, valuable content to showcase myself as the expert. The second is what I like to call a connection kind of post. So how are you connecting with your audience on a deeper level. So whether that, because often when we want to work with someone, it's because we like them or we feel like they get us. And so by being intentional with those connection type of posts, that can be a way that you start to build a deeper relationship with people. So for me, I am an introvert. And so I like to share my story about being an introverted entrepreneur, experiences I've had. Can anyone else re resonate or relate to that? And often I have a lot of people who come and work with me or who are in my container who are introverts too. So I've connected with them on a deeper level. 
And then the third type of content I like to rotate through is what I call my socially selling pillar. And that's where I am intentionally talking about my services and letting people know how they can work with me, sharing some social success stories. So if I've worked with a client and we've experienced some sort of success, I want to share that with them. Or if I've seen a growth in or transformation in one of my clients and I got to be a part of that, I like to share that person's journey and story. And so when you do those three pillars, you're really creating a holistic feed for your audience and really building that again, I know I refer to this a lot, but the like, no trust factor, and that can help build up that connection with you and have you become the person that they feel most aligned working with. It's so interesting because, you know, way back in the eighties, way before the internet, I became, and I was consulting with an audiovisual engineer. He was a guy who loved doing TV calibrations of the big screen TVs and all that sort of stuff. And one of the things that he opened a, a storefront and he didn't know how to get people to understand what he was doing. And so at the time, I worked with him and we created an events in his store where he could teach people about the TV sets that they were buying or the stereos they were buying or their, you know, what it, the sound system they were buying. And he could go through and actually teach them how to do things. And because of that, people came in and he created this no like, and trust factor physically because he invited yeah. these people to these events, handed them donuts and coffee, and taught them things about what they were buying. And so because of that, when somebody turned around and said, yeah, I want to get the 50-inch projection TV and, you know, this big monster TV set, he was able, he, people would come to him because they trusted him. And so to your point mm -hmm. now, those three content areas are to create that same kind of effect. Yep, exactly. A hundred percent. And just in a virtual setting, but it's sure. still so incredibly powerful and impactful. You're right. Yeah. So at the beginning of the show, I was mentioning that one of my biggest issues is workflow. How does one get consistent with their social media strategy? Because it can be so overwhelming like to just be focused and intentional with making it happen. Yeah, 100%. So first, it's really good to kind of look at, and especially when I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I like to look at where is their comfort level on the spectrum of social media? because there are so many things we can do and there are so many different strategies that could be implemented. But if it's brand new to you and we start throwing all the strategies your way and you're like, I don't even really know how to do an Instagram story, you're going to get really overwhelmed and burnt out very quickly. So the first thing is to just do a little assessment to be like, okay, where am I at on the comfort level of using social media and which features on whichever platform you want to be on do I feel most comfortable with? Is it just posting at this time? And it's a static post maybe, and that is okay. First thing I like to encourage my clients then to do is let's just get comfortable posting. So maybe we are not creating reels at this time. We are not showing up on Instagram stories and we might not even be doing a ton of engagement because all we wanna do is get comfortable with posting, but creating that workflow for creating content and scheduling it out. And then once we do get a little more comfortable, we can add on those other features. So a workflow that I found to be really helpful, and I always encourage anyone who is trying on the workflow. I kind of say it like when you go shopping for clothes, you know, you try on different outfits and you're like, yeah, this fits right. Same thing with workflows, any kind of workflows. You want to try it on and see what parts of the workflow work for you and then see where you're starting to feel a little stickiness or resistance and what needs to change. So the first thing that I like to do with my workflows and with my clients 
is to brainstorm topic ideas underneath those three content pillars. So again, that educational content pillar, what do I want to be seen as the expert in and what common questions or what can I teach my audience? And we just brainstorm some ideas. And then we look at how can I connect with my audience? I have a client who rescued a dog. And so that's a really important part of her business now. And so we do talk about how you can support local humane societies in her community. We talk about her journey with her dog. Like those are kind of really beautiful ways that you can connect with your audience on a deeper level. For other people, maybe they're an introverted entrepreneur like I am, or they're really passionate about running. So we can share some little stories about that. So we kind of brainstorm what are some stories I'm comfortable sharing and connecting with my audience. And then we brainstorm some ideas under the soulfully pillar. So what am I selling? Do I have any testimonials? Do I have any success stories I can share? What is the difference between this service and this service? So that's like step one is brainstorming that content. And then step two, what I like to say is now we're going to map out that content, those ideas on a calendar. And so we're going to decide how often are you going to post every week? And sometimes starting out, it's just one or two times just so that you can, again, get comfortable with that workflow because, you know, even just showing up one time a week consistently is way better than posting five times one week and disappearing for three months. So we kind of decide what feels most comfortable for that person and what can they achieve every week. So let's say it's only one, one post a week. That is completely fine. So we'll map out those content ideas that we just brainstormed on a calendar so we can visually see when we're showing up. Step three is then we are writing our caption for each of those pieces of content Step four is we're going to create a graphic or find a photo. Again, looking at what level are they at? Do they know how to create reels and they really love it? Because I've had clients who are like, I love showing up on TikTok. I just do it for fun for myself, but I want to do it for my business now. So it's like, okay, let's do reels because you're comfortable with that already. What visual element is going with it? And then step five is scheduling that post. And so those are the five steps that I like to follow and that I like to teach my clients to get a workflow in place. And the first time you do it, it's going to take you way longer than you thought it would because you're doing something new. But as you start to get more comfortable, it will start to speed up. And we also look at, are we blocking time in your calendar for working on each of these elements? And I do recommend that planning stage. So brainstorming content and mapping it on your calendar. You do it as its own activity or kind of workflow or process that you're doing. And then a different day, you block time in your calendar to write the captions. And then a different day, you do the visual graphics. And then a different day, you schedule. Because if we try to do all five steps in one day, you're going to get really burnt out. It's going to feel overwhelming. And there's a good chance that you're not going to want to do it again. (laughs) So we really break it down. Yeah. And try to simplify it. I saw a post that you did yesterday about making content for your clients. Yeah. So just rehash what that post was about. Yeah. So I was sharing behind the scenes of how I create content for my social media management clients. And I was sharing how I wrote 23 pieces of content, like captions. So I wrote 23 captions. And I was asking my audience, how long do you think that took me? So I had a little poll. And it took me five hours to write 23 captions. And that averages to about 13 minutes a caption. 
But what I said to them was the reason I was able to write these captions in 13 minutes each, which is pretty quick. And I will say I was not always that fast. I've gotten much better. But was because the week before, I had a separate day where I planned my client's content. And when I say planned, it means that I looked at their insights. I brainstormed ideas under each of those three pillars. Literally what I just explained to you is exactly what I do for my clients and myself. So I brainstormed ideas under each of those pillars. I mapped it out on a calendar and I even included, you know, links to research articles that I needed so that when it came to writing the caption, all I had to focus on was writing. Everything was there for me to make it so much faster. And I wasn't wasting time trying to combine research with writing. Your brain, it will be switching to too many different tasks and you're not able to just like zoom in and focus on one thing. And so I wanted to kind of share with my audience, like it really makes a difference if you spend time planning and writing captions on separate days. But the same thing is true. I didn't do any graphics for my clients or edit any of their reels. That's happening on a different day because again, I want to be able to just like get in the workflow and zone of doing that. And so granted, if I was doing all those captions for myself, because those 23 captions were for my clients, but that's about like I wrote five, it would be posting five times a week in a month. Yes. And it took me five hours to do that. So again, I wanted to share like the reality of it too, because I often see this misconception on social media that like you can plan your content and create content in, you know, three hours. And I'm like, no, Not it if takes you do it so much longer. Why are we telling people this? And then they get really disheartened when it's not take when they're not that fast because it takes a lot more work and a lot more time than that. Well, and it's interesting yeah. too, because with you, you're not, you don't know necessarily have intricate knowledge of your clients' businesses. So you have to do a lot more research yeah. as well. But this is, you know, this is the argument that right there is if you think that your marketing manager or your communications person who's got their whole workflow to do, but then you tell them, okay, you know what? I want you to get on social media now and I want you to post four times a week. It's not a realistic expectation to have somebody who is, has a bigger portfolio to then take over social media and think that they can do it with any kind of logistical flow in what they do without rushing through. 100%. Yeah. And I have been in that situation when I was in the corporate world where they just kind of were like, okay, you can do the social media too. And what happened? It was the last thing I had time for. It was the first thing I put off. <laughs> and if I needed to do anything, it was like this quick post that I just threw up without any thought or intention behind it three hours before an event or something. Yeah. And that's not enough time or strategy. And so it's true. You shouldn't be seeing your social media manager as the person who can do all your marketing as well. And you shouldn't be seeing your marketing team as the person who can take on all of your social media. And that's also why often I see businesses still do this today. And I, I was like, I thought we were past this, but we're not. Where they'll just hand off the social media work to their you know, front desk staff or their office admin and expect them to do it. And it's like, no, there's they don't know what they don't know. But also there needs to be a lot more strategy behind what you're doing. And so I do love being able to come in and help them. But yeah, I'm like, they, they already have a whole other plate of things to do. <laughs> and they can't do it without signing up for your soulful content collective before they start. Yeah, exactly. So they understand what the strategy is. <laughs> I'm playing, of course. Yes. Uh, you know, what's, what's interesting as well is, you know, for people who are starting, 
they could go through these and plan out these three pillars doing one post a week. It doesn't have to be, oh my God, I have oh, to yeah. fill up every every day of the week, right? It. I think to, to your point, the issue here is just get started. Yes. And then start with one post a week using Brittany's uh, content pillars and see how it plays out. And then if you feel more comfortable, then you can say, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll add another one. Or once every two weeks, yes. I'll add an additional one or whatever. And you can test it out and play through it and not be afraid. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to say to that too is then set your expectations appropriately because if you are like I'm posting once a week don't expect an influx of customers just be like my intention is I want to get more comfortable posting and showing up on social media and so one post a week that is what my goal is if someone reaches out to me because they want to buy my product or service bonus. But the intention is more for me to just get comfortable using the platform and showing up consistently. Then once you start to get more comfortable and you're, you know, maybe you're posting three or four times a week and now you're implementing other strategies. Okay. Now we're looking at different ROIs and goals and outcomes that we want. Sure. But at the beginning, you really want to set your expectation realistic. Yeah, and set them low because then when you set them really low, you don't have to fear failure. (laughs) I'd like to get into some cautionaries about social media and some of the pitfalls that we need to avoid. And we'll get to that right after this. Attention, meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E dot com. Welcome back. I am speaking with the phenomenal social media consultant, speaker, and strategist, Brittany Miller. As you can tell, Brittany and I are passionate about helping entrepreneurs and business managers just like you. So if you belong to an industry association or an organization that you feel could maybe use our service, maybe for you need a presentation or you need to train a group of people, feel free to drop us a line or do a connection request. Our details are in the show notes. Brittany, when it comes down to, we've launched all sorts of information today and it's kind of been like drinking through a fire hose. What do you think when it comes down to people who want to get started? What are some things that we have to be very cautious of as we jump onto this bandwagon of social media? Yeah, I would say one of the first things to be cautious of is as you start to post and show up, you might start getting DMs from people saying, hey, we can help you with your engagement. We can help you with getting more followers. All you have to pay is X amount. Hey, do you want to be featured as the top 10 coach in our magazine? You just have to pay this amount. Be cautious of that because those are just, in my opinion, scams, or they are businesses that aren't super legit and they have bots that will, you know, maybe buy followers or do inauthentic engagement. And you can get in trouble with the social platforms like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and you can even get your account shut down. So 
you will notice that those messages start to common. So be very cautious about those. That's like the biggest thing I want to say, because when you get an account that has, you know, fake followers, or you've done inauthentic engagement, it can impact your account. And it is so hard to come back from that. Or it's easier to just start a new account, like it can really impact your profile. So that's one thing that I like to cautious people about. The other thing is to set realistic expectations. So I've often had people come to me and be like, I want to work with you for three months and have 10,000 followers. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. Social media is a long-term strategy. So you need to be consistent on it. And you need to have that realistic expectation that it is going to take time, especially if if I'm a brand new account, because the algorithm, as I said earlier, needs to understand what kind of account we are, what kind of content and posts we talk about consistently. So it knows who to show our content to. We need to be consistent in showing up for our audience and new followers. And then if you really are gung-ho about having a like a big growth strategy, you have to be willing to put in the work for creating maybe reels or doing live collaborations and implementing other growth strategies. So I say like set realistic expectations and know that you are in it for the long haul. It's not a get post and instantly make money (laughs) kind of a platform at all or business. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool, you know, because what you're talking about is almost like a natural system. So to your first point, you know, it's like if you planted corn and then somebody came knocking on your door and going, psst, do you want, I have a magic elixir that will help your corn grow so much faster, right? And it's like, hmm, I don't think so. And then the other part of it is, you know, putting in the corn and thinking that it's going to reap a harvest like the next week. It's just not going to happen. Exactly, exactly. And what I like to say, because I often feel like people forget this, but yes, you're on a social media platform and things are digital, but it's a real person on the other side of the screen. So if one person, you know, liked your post, why are you sad that, you know, only you only got 10 likes on a post? Imagine if you did a presentation and 10 people came up to you and they were like, that was great. I really connected with that. Like, I think we forget that, that those are real people taking the time to, you know, engage with us and that we need to take the time to get to know those real people on the other side of the screen. So I also like to use the analogy, if you went to a networking event and you meet someone, you don't instantly start selling them on your services. You, it takes time to build up that relationship, stay in contact with them, And then eventually there might be a point when they're like, actually, I need to work with that person or I have a referral for them. Like they take, it takes some time for them to get to know you. Same thing with social media. It takes time for people to get to know you. So we're using our platform so that we're always showing up and hopefully top of mind to that person. And we're creating different content so we can really connect with them and showcase that we are an expert or that we can help them and support them with the expectation that it will take time for them to eventually want to reach out to us. Brilliant. Just like when you do in person and you build relationships or business relationships. Brilliant. Brittany, this has been so much fun. We have to wrap up. So do you have any last thoughts about what we've talked about today? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing in getting started is to to one, look at who your audience is and your target audience is and get clear on which platform you want to start showing up on. 
and start with one platform to begin with. So if it is LinkedIn, perfect. If it is Instagram, awesome. Then I want to challenge you to brainstorm some ideas for posts following those three content pillars, educational content, connection content, and selling content, and then start posting. It is okay if it's not perfect. Just start putting it out there, experimenting. If you start now, you're going to get more information as to what is working and what isn't. And then you'll start to get more comfortable so you can implement some other strategies. So that's what I would love to share with the audience is just start. And hopefully that is a good kind of system to help you get going. And you have a special offer for the people who are tuning in. Yes, yes. So for anyone who's watching right now live, or if you're watching the replay, I wanted to offer to three people, the first three people, a quick overview or social media audit. So a virtual audit. So you would share with me one of your platforms that you are maybe struggling with, and I would give you some feedback via a Loom video so that you can always refer back to that video on some tips and things you can do moving forward. So I'd love to offer that to three of your live followers today. Great. And what about the Soulful Content Collective? When does that kick off? Yes. So the Soulful Content Collective is starting at the end of September. And so if you feel like you are ready to start using social media with more intentionality and strategy and consistency, but you're not quite sure how to get started or where to go, I would love to be able to support you. It is a 12-week live group coaching program. You get access to a course portal where it has videos with step-by-step guides as well as workbooks. But then there's also the live trainings with me. And it's really going to set you up for success, especially as you head into 2023. So it's a really good segue to get you into the new year. So I would love to invite anyone who's interested to, again, go to my website, BrittanyMiller.biz, apply to learn more to see if this is the right container and fit for you. And I think I also have a special for your guests. If they sign up before the end of July, I want to offer $200 off to anyone who's following um, Mark Haynes. So would love for you to kind of check that out and reach out and see if it's the right fit for you. See, there is value to tuning in to the very end of a show. Brittany, thank you so much. You have been absolutely (laughs) incredible. This has been like drinking from a fire hose. I'm hoping that maybe you'll come back and maybe we'll do some specific shows on certain aspects of social media. Maybe we'll think about doing one about LinkedIn profiles or Instagram profiles or something along that line we can explore. That would be fantastic. Brittany, thank you again. You are so welcome. And thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute honor to be here with you and your audience. It's been brilliant. Why don't you let me know if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to help you brainstorm your business with you and your team, feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below in the show notes. It would also be my honor for me to be of service to you. Why don't you leave a comment or a review about this episode? I'd love for you to get your feedback. Was this of value to you? Was this a good use of your time? I'd love to see the reviews or the ratings attached to this show. My name is Mark Hain. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you dare to be the exception. 
Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhane.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you.